We recently had an amazing time at the Hands-On Data Conference 2023. Once again, corporations, startups, students, founders, experts, and all types of data enthusiasts from all across Europe immerse themselves in discussions revolving around artificial intelligence and the data landscape. This time, focal themes were undeniably generative AI, data sharing, and sovereignty, and the imperative of cooperation and trust within all of those topics. The conference featured esteemed keynote speakers and panelists, including Nicole Butner, Elena Pugia, Boris Otto, Sebastian Kleff, Ikel Nakiemi, Christian Frosto, and Christian Baumann, who contributed greatly to these discussions. This particular episode, as well as our next one, holds special significance as we aim to infuse elements of our event experience into it. The idea is to present back-to-back -back episodes created from the wealth of knowledge we gathered during the HotCon. We had the privilege of hosting international experts on our stage, and we've condensed their insightful discussions into these episodes. Our aim is to amplify the reach of these enlightening conversations and share them with an even wider audience. All the interviews you listened to were recorded during the event, and that's what we want to start showing you today. So stay tuned. start, we invited Elena Pugia and Ilka Lakinimi. Elena, founder of Data Natives and Data Economy, and Ilka, director at the Center for Knowledge and Innovation Research from the Aalto University in Finland, have composed the discussion panel Data Sharing in the Times of AI in our stage. And that's what we want to hear about today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I hope you're enjoying the event and I hope everything is going well. To start, I would like to hear from you, as we always, as we usually do, um, I'd like to hear a bit about yourself. Um, yeah, please. Very, very good. It's my pleasure being here. I enjoyed very much the, the discussions and, and the panel discussion that we had earlier on today. Uh, so, um, as it says, I'm Ilkka Lakanimi. I currently work for the Aalto University School of Business in Finland. Uh, and, and I sp spend most of my time uh, working with companies, with uh, public sector organizations on, on different projects around innovation ecosystems. Uh, I have a academic background and then I have a background from the private sector. So I understand, I think, both worlds. Both worlds, that's really interesting. You just mentioned ecosystem, innovation ecosystem. I would like to first know for most of our listeners, um, it would, would be a nice idea to understand actually what are these ecosystems? So ecosystems can be categorized in different ways. So for instance, when you mention a business ecosystem, it's primarily a network where you have companies that you work in a supply chain or a value chain together with them. And they have a common goal or a common uh, business 
uh, agenda for all of those in, in that business ecosystem. In an innovation ecosystem, it functions a bit differently. In an innovation ecosystem, you ha can have actors and players taking part in that that don't know each other. And they can be from different companies, they can be from different economic sectors altogether. And then you can mix also public sector and private sector uh, players in, in, in the same ecosystem. And the idea there is that together they will be then create an ecosystem where you can actually can innovate. And for all of those players, the key thing is that the innovation usually means different things. So that there is, there is no kind of a single answer that for a private sector company, what they understand when, when you mention about innovation, whether it's incremental innovation, which is like optimizing their current business. Or for some other players, it can be about radical innovation, which is primarily that you, 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 you really create something new. You develop something new that did not exist before that innovation ecosystem. Perfect. One of the main reasons why you came here today to visit us and make part of this event was also to, to take part in our panel discussion. And this was also one of the topics. Can you highlight what for you was the most important topics discussed as well as part of this panel and discussion? Yeah. Many, many thanks for asking that question because after the panel I was thinking about that we, we, we had four people, myself included, that had a kind of a bit different approach to uh, the panel and, and the agenda. And it all started from the value of data. And I think that's important because we heard earlier on today that people don't really maybe understand or realize that data alone, when you have it alone, when you have it in a, in a one company or one organization, it usually doesn't matter that much. The own, only value when it starts to kind of really accumulate is that when you share that data with some others, and then when that sharing happens, it doesn't have to be that you're dealing out all the secrets of, of your business, but basically you can share that part of the data that you are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And so you're not opening everything to everyone and you don't have any control on that. That's, that's not the idea of, of data sharing. The idea of data sharing is that you can have a better control of the data that you have. You master how the data is going to be shared and what is then the value created out of that. This is interesting because it's also part of the discussion we had with the, our keynote speaker, one of the keynote speakers that we had today, uh, Nicole, and she also mentioned the same. It's not, it's not about giving away or talking about all of your secrets, so to speak, but it's basically to being able to cooperate and also when it comes to data. So you would say that this was a highlight of the day. I, 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 would, I would say so, and, and, and I think... Uh, after the discussions after the panel, I got approached by several people afterwards and, and they asked me that what are the kind of the concrete examples that I can lay out and say that where the value has kind of a made, been made concrete so that people understand that then whether it is about saving money or, or creating new business opportunities or those type of things. And I think that was good to, so that they understood that it's not only about that whether or not you should be sharing the data, but what are the different benefits that you can get out of that. Well, the event's not over yet, so you could still talk about a little bit about your expectations. What do you still expect to see from today? 
I think today I'm still going to have meetings with some of the startups that are here, and and I think they have very good ideas, and I'm very happy with the fact that we have so many different startups in this one place, and um, it's a good opportunity also for them to interact with each other, so that they don't only have a stance here where they wait for the big corporations to go and come and meet with them, but actually they can see for different opportunities that maybe the startups need to work together to come up with the solution that then can actually be offered for, for the large corporations as well. Thank you so much, Professor. I hope you keep enjoying the event and I hope to see you soon again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Continuing our series of interviews, we now speak to Elena Pugia, who tells us a little bit about her experience at our conference, her work and her reflections on the relationship between art and innovation. Okay, well, thank you very much, Ruben, for this invitation and happy to be at Hands-On Data Conference. Um, so my name is Elena Pugia. I am Greek-Romanian. Uh, studied in the UK, uh, business and uh, art, history and um, art curation. Um, then moved to Berlin by accident. Uh, <laughs> as I was working uh, before with artists and I was creating stuff, um, and I start working at Data Economy. And Data Economy, it's a media entrepreneur since 2015. Data Economy is uh, my the, the, the media publication that I uh, founded and run, and it focuses on data science, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. So we have articles, uh, reports, opinion pieces around these topics. And uh, we have about 2 million readers a month, so it's quite international from the United States and Europe and beyond. And um, I also have a community of data scientists, engineers, and analysts called Data Natives. It became as a movement to highlight the data-driven generation. So the people that they are not data immigrants, let's say the people that they are natives to the data world, they understand like how technology works or maybe they they grew up and they are entrenched in technology. And uh, the, the new thing that I'm actually currently doing as a nomad, let's say, not, not having a, a fixed base, is that I'm also working at the Europas, which is the European Startup Awards, the most prestigious one founded by Mike Butcher, um, and that exists in the last 15 years. And it focused on, seed, on, on highlighting seed and Series A startups. And we have managed to find all the unicorns, let's say, of uh, Europe. Um, we have highlighted companies like Wise, Babylon Health, uh, Bolt, Spotify, and others. And we're looking for more startups. We have our awards happening in, um, in web, during Web Summit uh, in Lisbon on November 13th. Uh, so uh, let's say this is a long answer to just tell you also a little bit about myself in general. But um, from a personal perspective, as I already said, like I'm a digital nomad, I'm a data native, and yeah. And uh, I'm open and looking forward to hearing your questions and how else can I contribute to your podcast? Perfect. I mean, I really like uh, the fact that you also present yourself with a lot of details and this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to hear from you as well um, the highlights of today. So you came here to talk, to be part of our panel discussion. Um, and what did you find interesting? What was for you the highlights from today? 
That's a great question. So, um, yeah, I've, uh, I know Grunde Allianz and I know Brick for quite some time. We've been working together, actually. I know when you kicked off the program in 2019 and I was very excited to be invited to the conference and to actually see like how far along you came with uh, also like the showcase of the startups that you had here and um, the quality of the participants. And um, so in the first half of the day where I was part of, um, I got to hear from Nicole Butner, um, which is, who is the founder and CEO of Marantix Momentum, um, and um, a dear friend also that I know for a while. And I really liked how she kicked things off with actually talking about data gardeners and people like gardening ecosystems, let's say. Well, maybe not data gardening, but generally gardening ecosystems. So nurturing um, the ecosystem and actually how important that is for uh, people in the data space. And I think that kicked off a lot of a lot of different conversations um, and then and continue with talking about data sharing, right? There was one person from the audience that asked and triggered, it was just before our panel, our panel is on data sharing, so I'm getting somewhere with this. There was someone from the audience that asked, ah, oh, but you know, like as a startup, you know, we, we, you know, how can you, you know, how can we give our data to someone else when we have that as a competitive advantage, you know? And uh, our discussion actually was very much focused on data sharing. So that was a very interesting way to kick off uh, uh, with the prisoner's dilemma, as Nicole put it. Like, okay, so you can potentially lose some by giving up your data or sharing your data, not giving up, but sharing your data. Or um, you can, you know, you will realize that essentially if you don't, then you slowly get secluded and in the end you lose. So we can go like further, like you can go further if you go together. Yes, you can be fastest maybe if you go by yourself, but you really can go further if you form collaborations and really like nurture an ecosystem. And from the data sharing perspective, there was also an input that came from Dr. Boris Otto from our participant, from our panelists which I thought was quite timely when it comes to data sharing, was uh, then he also brought it up from another discussion that he had that essentially we can go with the data, we can go as far as like, it goes as far as how much we trust, right? And trust is a very important key when it comes to data sharing. Uh, from my perspective and from the work that I do, working in um in you know working to nurture this kind of ecosystems and creating these collaborative environments or creating those environments of uh, serendipity and opportunity between uh, startups and corporations like with data natives or with Europas you know we're really trying to bring an ecosystem together um, what I what I've noticed as well is like that it really works together when there is a symbiosis and when both parties understand how to learn and how to help each other right because a startup comes and they might not have the data or they might not um, you know, they might not have the infrastructure that a corporation has or the knowledge or credibility, but they come with a, you know, with the creativity that we were, that we were briefly talking a little bit about before, right? Yeah. So they bring that to the table and they can um, potentially, like, figure out new ways. So if the ecosystem is open and we have these data sharing opportunities, like there are now with a lot of European instruments in place, um, uh, then we can actually also like benefit and help and stroll in, like make the ecosystem stronger and bigger and yeah. Perfect. Um, you also mentioned as part of your introduction that you have a background in art, in curation. Um, how do you think, how do you see the connection between innovation, art, AI, data and so on? 
Nice. You 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 put like four different like important terms there, like uh, as a puzzle, just me for for me to put them in order. So as I was actually saying before in a, a private conversation, um, basically like I I actually ended up uh, in the data space because of my passion in art, um, and it's an interesting like uh, connection because I don't know a lot of people get it from the beginning, but I think that the artists are the first pioneers, um, and they are the ones that yes, startups um, come and they bring creative solutions, but usually they bring solutions that they potentially find the right opportunity in terms of when is the right time to commercialize something or to monetize something. So they come with with, with a potential like uh, revenue model in mind. But the artists are the ones that experiment even before uh, before this point. They actually experiment from the from the get-go. So they they have like this room for creativity. They look into the future. They're really future thinking. They really want to like play with these things and, and experiment and, and see how they work and potentially develop them. So that's why a lot of times actually, like take important institutions in mind like CERN, there are programs that have artists in residency, even when it comes to looking at future technologies or looking at innovation. So artificial intelligence, I mean, Gen AI has become the talk of the town or of the global uh, town, let's say, for the last uh, year. And I think like one of the first things that we saw disrupted or one of the first things that was part of this discussion was how will that impact art creation and how we can actually see innovation and creation and creativity coming from AI. Like take Mick Journey or Stable Diffusion, like essentially like you see these models, what they do is provide you new opportunities for everybody to become artists and be creative with you know with different in different ways and see that the AI can actually be creative so I think like um, there's an interesting like uh, yeah I mean there's, there's an interesting correlation between those th- things and I think like if we, if we consider artists in a broader perspective not just like you know not just craftsmen or not just people like working in a very specific environment but actually as the most creative ones, or the ones that they have this vision, then you can see an entrepreneur as an artist, right? Um, you can, you can, and then you can see the power of like, yeah, ourselves to become artists. Um, to finish, I would like to ask you one last thing, or maybe it's not actually even a question; it's more like a request. Um, you just mentioned the European um, Startup Awards. Could you? Talk a bit more on about this and also maybe uh, make an invitation for the startups to, to connect. Absolutely. So thank you very much, Ruben. Uh, as I already told you before, I would love to have your startups as well being present there. So it's good for me to just inform them a little bit. So as I said, we have this startup awards that they're running on the 13th of November during Web Summit in Lisbon. Um, we essentially currently have an open call that uh, that goes on, uh, and I believe, until the end of September, September 30th. Um, and, I mean, there's always opportunities for next year, but if, if this airs before, then that would be great to actually inform them about this. Um, and what we're looking for is startups in 20 different verticals, from e-commerce to deep tech to AI to fintech um, to healthcare. So 20 different verticals um, that they are either seed or series A um, and that they are working and they're 
headquartered in Europe because it's called the Europa. Mm -hmm. So we're really trying to find the European unicorns. And uh, our aim is to get those startups in front of the largest and most known and well-connected VCs and to get them those VCs to like to over to to um, judge them and then essentially we handpick 150 of them and they come to Lisbon and then they participate and they get awarded it in each category we have one that wins and i would say a big initiative and a big incentive for the startups to participate is if they are fundraising and they want to you know get the get to the next point or if they're looking for publicity because um because these awards have been initiated by Mike Butcher, who's the editor at large at TechCrunch, that usually means that we have a lot of high caliber and top tier journalists present. A lot of vis visibility for sure. Exactly. Thank you so much, Elena. It's also definitely, I can say, it's a very nice idea. Thank you so much for having joining us. And also, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that's what I wanted to tell you. Thanks for so much for being here with us and all your insights and highlights. Thank you. Well. Thank you so much. Hope to see you soon. Same here. <laughs> the first part of this special series of interviews made live during the Hands-On Data Conference is coming to an end. But before that, we have just one last invitation to make. We are thrilled to announce the launch of our data challenges for this year. Right now, it's all we can think about. Our data challenges are driven by the vision to connect established companies in our region with cutting-edge startups from all across the world. Over the span of three months, they collaborate on ideas, innovative work methods, and groundbreaking data-driven solutions. This year, Vonovia and Tuvnot have created five exciting challenges. This is your opportunity to showcase your expertise in artificial intelligence, analytics, and data science. The challenge winners get to work with exclusive data sets provided by these companies and can secure up to 20,000 euros for the proof of concept, no equity involved. Should a collaboration prove fruitful, it could blossom into a lasting partnership. Your startup could potentially gain leading companies as new customers. Sounds great, right? So waste no time and apply now. For more details, head to our website, handsondata.de slash data dash challenges. Well, once again, we express our immense satisfaction for the positive feedback and compliments received during and after our hotcon this year. Our gratitude extends to everyone who played a role in making it happen. The hotcast is idealized by the Hands-On Data Initiative, or simply HOT. Our main goal is to unite startups, established companies, enthusiasts, and experts to show and leverage the data potential of Germany's largest industrial region, the Hua area. Thank you so much for joining us.